This is the Law of One session 13, part one, and we're going to talk about the creation of the universe. Let's begin. This is perhaps one of the most fascinating topics that I like to talk about in the Law of One. So you can see that I'm already excited and pumped to talk about this because it has to do with the physics and the creation of the universe from a metaphysical and physical standpoint. So there's a lot of concepts that I'll try to explain as we go through because it can be confusing and there is some terminology there that uh, usually needs to be clarified whenever I explain this. But um, well, before we jump right into it, you'll see that I started with question five, and that's because this is the session where uh, Ra is asked what kind of uh, title they're gonna put in the book, if it's okay, and how to name it. And this is where Ra says, just call us humble messenger of the law of one. So those questions are not quite relevant to, to the video that I'm making today. And we're gonna start right on question five, which we'll start right away because we have a lot to cover and explain in this session. So Don asks the first question saying, can you tell me of the first known thing in the creation? Ra says, the first known thing in the creation is infinity. The infinity is creation. Don asks, from this infinity then must come what we experience as creation. What was the next step or the next evolvement? infinity became aware this was the next step okay so pretty simple here and this is the one thing i uh, i like to visualize to explain the creation itself the first thing known is infinity now infinity is nothing in the universe but everything that is around it now um imagine infinity as being everything without being materialized yet and the next step, as Ra explained, is awareness because infinity cannot create anything separate from itself unless it has awareness of itself. And now it can go into the next steps. That's gonna make more sense. Don asks, after this, what came next? Awareness led to the focus of infinity into infinite energy. You have called this by various vibrational sound complexes, the most common to your ears being logos or love. The creator is the focusing of infinity as an aware or conscious principle called by us as closely as we can create understanding, learning in your language, intelligent infinity. All right, so intelligent infinity now is the manifestation of infinity, say into this universe to start creating anything and everything through the awareness of itself. So before there was just infinity, then infinity became aware, and through the awareness of infinity, then it was created intelligent infinity, which is what creates everything in the universe. And we're gonna continue on the process here. Can you state the next step? The next step is still at this space-time nexus in your illusion, achieving its progression as you may see it in your illusion. The next step is an infinite reaction to the creative principle following the law of one in one of its primal distortions, freedom of will. Thus many, many dimensions, infinite in number, are possible. 
The energy moves from the intelligent infinity do first to the outpouring of randomized creative force. This then creating patterns which in holographic style appear as the entire creation, no matter which direction or energy is explored. These patterns of energy begin then to regularize their own local, shall we say, rhythms and fields of energy, thus creating dimensions and universes. Okay, so now that infinity has created awareness and from awareness created intelligent infinity, which is the manifestation of what it wants to create, then it goes into one of its primal distortions of uh, infinity, which is free will. Now, this is a good place to kind of explain the idea of distortion. Distortion is used in the law of one a lot and is referred. It's not a negative thing. It's actually referring to the distortion of the primal uh, source of infinity, because anything that is not infinity is a distortion of it. So that's why in every single level of uh, consciousness or density of consciousness, there are different types of distortions that are perceived because this is an experience and an experience has distortions of perception. So that's a one, one great terminology that we need to clarify just in general for even the rest of the sessions because Ra does use distorted and distortion and all this distortion stuff a lot. But um, so what happens here is that intelligent infinity started creating patterns and these patterns is what we know as sacred geometry and also the different types of the platonic solids that started creating everything in the universe. When you see the universe from an energy standpoint, you see that everything is waves, vibrations and patterns of movement. At the fundamental level in quantum physics, we have known that it's just the movement of geometrical um, patterns that exist within the quarks, the atoms, and so on and so forth. Uh, the creation of even the, uh, the DNA, the RNA moves in different patterns just as it creates uh, different strands of DNA and the amino acids. I mean, everything is related to, uh, to sacred geometry and of course the movement and patterns of, of energy itself. So this is crucial to, to understand everything because what we know as the physical matter is just a manifestation of everything else that has been creating on top of that. But the blueprint of it is just this, uh, this patterns and vibrations that exist. So that's exactly what Ra is talking about here. If I can interpret it well, um, and I'll give a big disclaimer at the end of the video, but the, the biggest thing is to know that this is, this is the next part of creation. All right. And it has to do with just the patterns and the blueprint. Let's call it that way. The blueprint, which is phenomenal and just lovely to just at least uh, take a glimpse of what it may mean, you know, for uh, for the creation itself of the universe. But let's go and continue with the next question that Don has. And he said, then can you tell me how the galaxy and planetary systems were formed? And Ross says, you must imagine a great leap of thought in this query. For at the last query, the physical, as you call it, universes were not yet born. And just a quick uh, uh, example here. This is exactly what I was talking about. Uh, Don is asking how the planets and everything was formed, but to get from the vibration of the, uh, of the energy to create these patterns to the planetary formation, there is a big leap and that's what he's referring to. But he's gonna explain further. And here we go, Ron says, 
The energies moved in increasingly intelligent patterns until the individualization of various energies emanating from the creative principle of intelligent infinity became such as to be co-creators. Thus, the so-called physical matter began. The concept of light is instrumental in grasping this great leap of thought as this vibrational distortion of infinity is the building block of that which is known as matter, the light being intelligent and full of energy, thus being the first distortion of intelligent infinity which was called by the creative principle. Okay, Ra's gonna continue, but big pause here. <laughs> here is where he's saying that light is the building block of everything that exists. Why? Because light is at a fundamental level, basically everything that exists and it moves in patterns and vibrations that create everything from the subatomical particles to atoms, of course, and molecules and so on and so forth. We know that everything is light and that's the intelligent um, infinity creating intelligent energy at this point, which is just, again, a blueprint for the movement and the patterns of vibration that everything lights moves to create different uh, uh, matter in, in general, which is matter is just a uh, just a word to refer to everything that you know we can see. But um, the, uh, the I mean, there's so much behind it on, on matter, which is the, uh, the 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 fundamental particles, which is what Ron is talking about here. And Len, I mean, I think we go into the next part. What he says. This light of love was made to have in its occurrences of being certain characteristics, among them the infinite whole paradoxical described by the straight line, as you would call it. This paradox is responsible for the shape of the various physical illusion entities you call solar systems, galaxies, and planets of revolving and tending towards the lenticular. Okay, so I'm going to speculate a little bit here what, what he means by the straight line. Straight line to me, means in uh, in the sense of creation, just one part of the, the geometry of the universe. Uh, most of the geometries that we know, if not all of them, uh, I would say that have a line, at least a line, you know, uh, a triangle or a pyramid shape or any kind of, of shape that we can imagine has that. Even the flower of life, which I do carry here, has a straight line as you see the circles being combined. And I mean, that's what I think he means about straight line. Although I'm not sure about this one, but uh, what he's saying is that the light move into create these patterns that created everything else that we know and went on to creating the galaxies, the stars, and of course the planets. Let's go on. Taking the question just before the one I asked about the galaxies and planets and tell me what the next step was from there. Ra says, the steps, as you call them, are, at the point of question, simultaneous and infinite. All right, so what does Ra mean here? He wants, uh, Don wants to know what's the next step, you know, taking after the formation. And he says, basically, that in the thoughts of creation in the universe, there is this, uh, this inf infinite possibilities, right? And that's what we are experiencing right now. Um, there is no other step in the creation, but rather the experience itself of everything that was created as the blueprint and what we're seeing right now, what we in, uh, in reductionist science call the expansion of the universe and the evolution of the galaxies and so on. What we are seeing actually is just the manifestation of a different experiences that can have, which are infinite by nature. 
through the blueprint of these patterns and vibration that exist. And that's all within, of course, the, uh, the layers of consciousness that we know. But I'm getting ahead of myself or a little beyond the scope of this video. So that's what he means there, that everything is basically infinite at this point. Then Don asks, can you tell me how intelligent infinity became, shall we say, how intelligent infinity became individualized from itself? This is an appropriate question. The intelligent infinity discerned a concept. This concept was discerned due to the freedom of will of awareness. This concept was finity. This was the first and primal paradox or distortion of the law of one. Thus, the one intelligent infinity invested itself in an exploration of manyness. Due to the infinite possibilities of intelligent infinity, there is no ending to manyness. The exploration thus is free to continue infinitely in an eternal present. Oh my God, this is beautiful. So, so the things that he's saying is that, first of all, there is a paradox in infinity when it becomes aware and creates many things because by its nature is infinite. So there's the paradox. If you're infinite, you cannot have many things because many imply that there is a limit, which is the, the concept of finity. However, that's needed to create an experience because if you are infinite, then you have no way to discern yourself, <laughs> basically. So um, that's exactly what's happening. And because of the infinite possibilities with the manyness or the finite concept, which is a paradox in and of itself, then we can explore and free to continue infinitely in an eternal present because time as it exists here is always one thing, which is the present. And that is a big teaching in philosophies when it comes to living your life, uh, not investing yourself in the future or the past, but just living the eternal present. And I love that Ross said it here. So again, just to recap the whole thing, um, we, are part of an experience that was created by the universe or by the creator in the universe to have us experience everything. And I want to give you at this point, because maybe I'll forget as I go along on the final questions that we have. If you have problems trying to imagine how infinity exists and how it could create this universe and how it's, you know, whether you call it God or source or the origin or whatever, it's the source of everything, right? If you have issues because it's so magnificent, it's because it's so big, I'm going to give you one exercise and you're going to be able to see through the eyes of the creator through infinity and the concept of infinity, just like the universe is created for infinite experiences. You have the same power and not for nothing. We're called uh, just holograms of God. We are fractals of God or fractals of the creator. Why? Because we possess imagination and with imagination, I dare you say that there is a finite amount of things that you can imagine. I don't think that's possible. And that's because you carry that essence of the creator in you as we live in this third density consciousness being that has the possibility of imagining things and it has a spirit. This is the first density within all the densities of consciousness where we acquire a spirit. And that spirit is the self-aware being having the thought of the creator in and of itself right here. So just a beautiful thing to have. Think about your imagination is limitless. That's infinity. That's access to the creator. And remember, 
you create your own reality through your thoughts and your emotions. But again, I'm getting away from the topic here. Let's go on. So Don says, was the galaxy that we are in created by the infinite intelligence or was it created by a portion of the individualized inf infinite intelligence? And Ross says, the galaxy and all other things of material of which you are aware are products of individualized portions of intelligent infinity. As each exploration began, it in turn found its focus and became co-creator. Using intelligent infinity, each portion created an universe and allowing the rhythms of free choice to flow, playing with the infinite spectrum of possibilities. Each individualized portion channel the love light into what you might call intelligent energy, thus creating the so-called natural laws of any particular universe. All right, Ra throws a bunch of um, things that may be confusing because he's talking about the galaxy, right? And all things, Basically, I mean, when he says universe, he, he's not talking about universes outside of what we know as the observable universe and everything that we're talking about right now. But universes are actually us. We are universes. The planet is a universe. Everything. Um, at least the way I perceive it. And it makes sense as he explained that. And the question actually was if the galaxy was created by intelligent infinity or by an individualized portion of it. And the answer is that. Yes, it was created by in, uh, an individualized portion of it because this is how it works. All right, let's imagine the big universe, all right? No galaxies. A galaxy is formed thanks to the intelligent infinity that exists outside of it. Now that galaxy is formed by an individualized portion of the thought of the creator. That galaxy now possess self-awareness. The galaxy is a consciousness being as well. So as the galaxy forms, which is a central sun, and it starts spewing other stars, it creates other uh, bodies, which are the stars that we know now, in different uh, laws. And that's why he talks about different laws of the universes, because that's the logos also. Logos is another word that needs to be explained. It comes from the Christian background, which means when Jesus said he is the logos, which is son of, uh, of the God, um, right and son of actually son of the sun if you think about it because it was created by the sun now think about logos as being the programming that was created by the galaxy the sun and now to the planet this is how it works like i said let's go back to the whole universe the whole universe created say galaxies but let's focus on the milky way the milky way was an individualized portion of intelligent infinity that intelligent infinity now resided in the center of the galaxy, which is a logos, and that logos created stars. Now, let's refer to the sun. The sun is a sub-logos because it's created by the galaxy. And the sun creates planets, which are sub-sub-logos. And the planet itself, well, it's all us, so we are individualized portions itself or holographic portions of the creator. So everything kind of trickles down, but is fractalized in nature. I hope that makes sense because even us have everything. Everything that we have inside is the same as the universe by all the densities, uh, the chakras that we know, the points of energy and the centers of energy. That is part of how the universe is created. Those levels of consciousness are part also of the creation itself. So. That's what he's referring to here, that the galaxy was 
an individualized portion of intelligent infinity and everything trickles down in the creation up all the way up to us. So let's go on with what Ra has to say next. And he says each universe in turn individualized to a focus, becoming in turn co-creator and allowing further diversity, thus creating further intelligent energies, regularizing or causing natural laws to appear in the vibrational patterns of what you would call a solar system. Thus, each solar system has its own, shall we say, local coordinate systems of illusory natural laws. Once again, that's what I just explained. Each universe, like he's saying, is just a part of a creation because I'm a universe, you are a universe, the planet, the sun, the galaxy, etc. That's what he's referring to. Uh, I wish he would use a different word, but it's raw. What can we expect? <laughs> so um, the, the cool thing here to extrapolate is that he's saying that we all have certain laws. We all, from the galaxy, which is a logos, creates the sun, now it has its own self-awareness and has different laws, which is basically just, it's not laws of physics, it's just the laws of creation. It's, um, it's almost like you and I have different thoughts. We have different laws of creation, basically, even though we are the same. So that's what he's referring to here. Let's go on. It shall be understood that any portion, no matter how small, of any density or illusory pattern contains as in a holographic picture, the one creator, which is infinity. Thus all begins and ends in mystery. Of course it does. So um, that's exactly what I just said. I mean, each individualized portion of intelligent infinity has its own, um, uh, let's call it laws or creation uh, patterns, which is what we are. So again, I'm just, I just got ahead of myself there. So last question for this video is, I am wondering the planetary system that we are in now was all created at once or if our sun was created first and the planets later. The process is from the larger in your illusion to the smaller. Thus the co-creator individualizing the galaxy created energy patterns which then focus in multidinous focuses of further conscious awareness of intelligent infinity. Thus, the solar system of which you experience inhabitation is of its own patterns, rhythms, and so-called natural laws, which are unique to itself. However, the progression is from the galaxy spiraling energy to the solar spiraling energy to the planetary spiraling energy to the experiential circumstances of spiraling energy, which begin the first density of awareness of consciousness of planetary entities. All right, so. Um, a lot of wording there. <laughs> uh, so the question was if um, if everything was created at once or sequentially, and that's what happened. Like I said, galaxy, stars, which in our case is the sun, then the planetary um, bodies, and then the planetary entities, which are, again, not us, but the first density, which, um, spoiler alert, it's going to be in the next video because this is part one. Part two, we're going to talk about densities of consciousness. And that's it. That's all we got here. But just to finalize this, that's what he's talking about. So everything gets created from the larger to the smallest in our illusion of perception, as Ra says. So we are all uh, fractals of the same thing. And at this point, we are in third density consciousness. 
he said uh, the uh, the first density aware of awareness of consciousness of planetary entities. He's referring here to uh, the first density uh, beings, which are the elements: earth, fire, air, and water. So those are the first that start, say, coagulating into the planets, and then we know the rest of the story. Or if you don't, you're gonna have to wait until next week. So we cover that in the next video. But um, again, just to recap the whole thing is that we have intelligent infinity affecting the universe, or not affecting, but creating the universe. But for that, it needed to have awareness, which created intelligent, um, actually it was infinity, infinity. I'm getting all confused with the terms, but infinity created intelligent infinity. Intelligent infinity in turn created the blueprint and patterns of movements and vibrations of the universe, which then created the galaxies and everything else. The galaxies created the, uh, the stars or the sun, and then the planetary bodies, and all has to do with the different geometrical patterns, which is sacred in uh, in sacred geometry. And that's why, because they are creating everything that we know. Uh, the flower of life, like I said, is the I think the foundation, if I remember correctly, of everything in the patterns of the universe. So that is the creation of the universe. I hope this made sense. Uh, this is the disclaimer I wanted to give that Anything that I explain about the law of one is my interpretation. It's how I see it. And um, I actually love when people disagree with me because it gives me the opportunity to reflect upon what I say and either validate or scratch, you know, a couple of things or add things. So don't take everything that I said here for granted at face value. Always question it, research it, read the material itself and see if it makes better sense to you in other ways. But this is how I geek about this stuff because to me it makes sense in everything else that I have uh, studied aside from the law of one, which is the, the physics of this reality through, um, through different people, it seems to make sense, you know, and it seems to validate all these things. What's funny about all this, and there's a deeper science that I really can get into because I'm not truly um, confident that I can talk about it, but I can just express it and philosophize about it. Uh, but there is some very compelling evidence out there, which is the marriage of uh, relativity and quantum physics, which scientists have been, you know, baffled with for a long time. But this creates a beautiful way to integrate those two things. So, all right, that's all I got. I hope you enjoyed this video as much as I did, because I really get pumped with this kind of information. Uh, so. That's it, you know the story, you got the comments down there if you have any questions, the description has everything. Please like, if you haven't subscribed, do it because it does reach my heart. I do check every time you guys subscribe. Um, so that's, uh, that's a really, uh, I don't know, love for me. So I appreciate it, thank you for watching. And next video in session 13, we're gonna talk about the densities of consciousness starting from the first one. See you next time.